March 12, 2004. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
From Pedro Show. That was John Cale. Never, she never took no for an answer. We started out with John Coltrane live in Seattle. Afro Blue. Big jams. Two bass players. What from Pedro Show? Hey, brother Matt. How's it going? 
Did you hear the bell this morning? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, big news. Today, I did my first full ride. Uh, cool. Yesterday, I rode a little bit, a couple miles. Because I have to admit, I was kind of scared. Even though I was Jones and bad to pedal, just to do it again. Ten weeks, two and a half months. With this morning, I did my first pedal again. It was righteous, even though there was no sunrise because all the fog. When's the first paddle? Soon. I don't know, Japan Tuesday. Maybe I can do it before I leave. But uh, it was righteous to be pedaling again. All the fluids pushing through me and stuff. It was a trip. Made up the cardiac at Royal Palms and stuff. So back it was a good action. thing. Cool. Back in action. What's well, back on the wheel? We got something new here from Nels Klein and Devin Sarno. Uh, it's called, well, the album's called Buried on Bunker Hill, and the track is called A Knot in the Wrist here on the Watt from Pedro Show.
lot from Pedro show. That was uh, Nels Klein, Devin Sarno with the knot in the wrist off their uh, new album, uh, Buried in Bunker Hill. Uh, pretty subtle piece, as I was saying to Brother Matt there. Working the range. Working the range. <laughs> that dynamics. Pretty trippy. But much respect for Nels Klein, Devin Sarno, pushing them boundaries. Nels Klein, uh, Monday, flew off to Chicago. He's going to be a side mouse for uh, Wilco on tour. So hopefully bring some wildness to the band and they don't uh, bring the Eagles to him. <laughs> Knowing Nels and secure he is in his, in his own being, he'll do great. Much faith in him. Uh, <clears throat> he just did some guitar with me and Talia for a song called Tontas. And he's going to do something on a Red Red Meat song, too. At the Studio Thunderpants, Butt Pad. Cool. Okay, end of the first hour of the March 12, 2004 edition, Pedro Hour. <laughs> Pedro R. The Watt from Pedro Show. Please hang tight for hour two. March 12, 2004. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Oh, oh, oh. 
This is Basement 3 here on the Watt from Pedro Show. I'm Brother Matt, and Watt is nowhere to be found at the moment, but we're in good hands because it's time for the spin cycle. So, without any further ado, we're spinning.
Watt from Pedro's show. That was Sushi Robo. Sorry about uh, the skipping of the Along Comes Mary, an old alternate, uh, the association song from the 60s. It was a skipper. Sorry, skipper. It's okay, little buddy. <laughs> Bend over, little buddy. Okay, skipper. Oh, anyway, um, with Sushi Robo with uh, Watch You, Along Comes Mary, the Association. My mother was into the Association. Remember those cats? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, from the 60s. And before that, Brother Matt, which righteous spin cycle edition. Thank you much, Brother Matt. Thank you. Before that, we had Losing Touch with My Mind by Spaceman 3. Better Get a Broom from Hella. And started out the second hour with Moscow from Manicured Noise. Now, La Spiel, this ish, uh, edition of the White from Pedro Show. This second hour, March 12, 2004. Finishing up now, so hold tight for hour three. It's March 12, 2004. Hour three of the Watt from Pedro show. And here is part eight of the incredible adventures of Jack Flanders. And now for today's thrilling adventure. Captain Jack and the Pirate Queen. As you may recall, Jack Flanders finally met the fierce Pirate Queen known as the Black Mona Lisa. It's the flagship of the Black Mona Lisa. That's a sober insight. Yeah. Eggs up! A great sky battle thus ensued. New maneuvers into the class captain. That'd be a hell of a place to be at a mercy. Who's mercy? Ends up! The pirate queen, that's who. Captain Swallow caught a cannonball with his tummy. The cup! The cup would be hit! He promptly proceeded to expire. No! Cease the flight of a cannonball with his great belly. That's tough. Call physician Floyd! His last words were. Is, uh. Flanders still below? I, I believe so. Well, <laughs> bring him up <coughs> and make him captain. What was the question? <laughs> the pirates swarmed onto the decks of the Blue Swallow. Jack and the Pirate Queen crossed swords. <laughs> She's good. Aye, some say she'd be the best. Uh-huh. But our hero was no match for the sassy, bloodthirsty pirate queen. Oh, missed. Oh, ouch. Captain Jack. What? Just as she was about to skewer oh, his gizzard, the top clean off his hut, alas. No, he faded away hey, back to his living room. Are you room. fading on me? The furious pirate queen leaped at Jack's fading figure, and they both disappeared. Disappear. It's now early afternoon, back at Jack's place on this realm. The Pirate Queen is asleep in the green velvet overstuffed chair, her cutlass still gripped in her hand. Jack creeps across the living room. What an incredible face. A, a face like the Mona Lisa, only, only with a suntan. Look at that smile. 
Well, who would know behind that angelic smile she's dreaming of some bloodthirsty adventure? It's funny. I half expected that when I finally met up with her and looked at her straight in the face, a, a mustache would... Uh-oh. Is that a real mustache? It looks real. It even feels real. Uh, it won't be so funny if she finds out about this. Oh, I know what I'll do. The best thing to do is to hide all of the mirrors. Then she won't be able to see the mustache. Jack hides the mirrors. Now, to take the offensive... Jack creeps across the living room, holding a strange object in his hand. He stops before the sleeping Mona Lisa. He takes a deep breath and then lifts the object to his lips. Jesus! Uh, uh, rise and shine. Cut it out! Uh, 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 want some breakfast? Where the hell am I? My living room, remember? Oh, God. Yeah, I want some breakfast. And then I want to get the hell out of this idiot realm. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'll make some coffee. What do you mean, we'll see? The only way you can get back is through me, right? I got something to go through you, turkey. Yeah, but if you spear my gizzard, you'll never get out of this realm. <laughs> Wait till we get back. <laughs> what do you got to eat? Pancakes. Pancakes? Mama. Aunt Jemima would sure be proud of you, boy. How do you know about Aunt Jemima? I've been around. Where are you from, originally? Philly. Philly? Mm-hmm. Hey, you didn't happen to know someone by the name of Mojo Sam, the you-do man, did you? <laughs> yeah, I knew him. Small world. <laughs> did you ever, uh, pull one on him? Pull one what? A fast one. How did you... None of your business. Pass the syrup. Oh, here. <laughs> you know... I feel kind of bad about Captain Swallow. Oh, no, you don't. Huh? You're not taking any of the credit. Credit? Yeah, I was the one that dropped the cannonball in his lap. Yeah, well, it killed him. Sure, it killed him. Look, honey, you're not a bad-looking guy, with all looks and no brains. <coughs> you tell him, honky. More coffee. More coffee. Well, just hold your cup still, huh? You got a shaky hand, honey. Look, I want you to understand that Captain Swallow only made me captain because it was obvious we were losing the Christ, battle. Christ, I know that. Well, I have no intention of actually being captain. It's your destiny. Now, where's the marmalade? Here. Raspberry? I just can't take those sky battles. Those, those broadsides give me a headache, you know? I think I'd just like to go to sleep and, and not dream. I can't get any rest during the day. And at night, I'm, I'm off fighting pirates. I'm not even certain that I'm awake right now. I, I just don't know... How do you stay in this realm? Huh? It's so boring. Well... I don't mean you. I mean this realm. It's boring. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't blame you for wanting a little escapism. Uh, yeah. Look, honey, it's obvious we'll have to team up. You mean work together? Sure. Otherwise, I'll sig the bloody Snark Brothers on you, and they'll blow you right out of the sky. 
Uh, oh, no, I'm not going back there. Hey. Huh? I've been watching the way you walk. You kind of lean back like someone who's being pushed along by fate where he doesn't want to go. Hmm. You're Captain Jack. Accept it. How's about more coffee? If we do team up... Well, this may sound like a funny thing to say, but... Well, I do have morals. When we work together, honey... For your morals. You got a napkin? A napkin. Forget it. I... What the hell is this on my lip? Huh? Uh, Give me a mirror. Uh, I, I, I don't think I have one. You better find one, Turkey. All right. Here's one. Hold it up. Okay. A mustache? Yeah. Um, oh, yikes. Hey, look, I, I, I didn't have anything to do with... Oh, with this. It's not my oh, doing. Boy, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm not a magician, I swear. Look, someone put a curse on me. Ow! Stop that! Look, I'm, I'm just a dumb, good-looking guy, like I said. Come on! You think this is funny? Yeah. My whole life's been cursed because of the way I look. Why? You're beautiful. You look just like the Mona Lisa. Don't say it. Okay, okay. You got a razor? A razor? Yeah, to shave this thing off. Oh, right. Uh, in the bathroom, over there. Well, how about another mirror? Uh, yeah, here, behind the sofa. <laughs> Where's the shaving cream? Right here. Well, you don't know what it's like to grow up looking like the Mona Lisa. No, as a matter of fact, I don't. <laughs> it's a curse. People oogling, isn't she sweet? I get so mad when I think of all that sweet dribble. You can can the music. Sorry. Anyway, I took so much of that sweet dribble until I thought I was going to puke. I decided to get in. How? I got into that other realm, and I gathered me together the most ornery band of cutthroats I could find. Huh. Yep, there ain't one of them I can't whip with a cutlass. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, you and me joined together. We can run that realm. Yeah, but what have I got to offer? Look, I can't hold a sword. I can't command a ship. You I got can't even... luck, honey. Luck? She calls this luck. There. How's that look? Well, it looks fine. I... Damn. Oh, God. Look, I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, I... shut up. Hand me the shaving cream. <sighs> We're going to have to find out who's doing this and kill him. Oh. You know, it's only when I look at you directly that this mustache thing happens. I, I think... Well, when did that start happening? To the posters and stuff. Well, it was back when somebody sent me that green velvet chair. Who? I don't know. But there was a note. What's this? It's a card. To Jack. With all my love. Venus Velvet. Venus Velvet? Never heard of it. And that's all I know. Oh, except for the Velvet Realms. Mm, the Velvet Realms. Mm. Hey, tell me about your relationship with Mojo. I was thinking that maybe he there. was... No more mustache. But don't look at me again. You know, I think if I just kind of look at you out of the corner of my eye, that might... Hey, it works. No pop. Good. Let's go outside. I sure need some air. Where were we? Uh, Mojo. Now, did you do anything to... Forget him. The Velvet Realms. I've heard of it, all right. 
Do you know where it is? Oh, sure. Out there, beyond the horizon. Well, it looks like it would be in both our interests to find the Velvet Realms. Doesn't interest me that much. Anyway, you can't just go there. You need a sorcerer. A sorcerer? Well, why do I need a sorcerer? Because it's one of those realms you can't get into without magic. It sounds dangerous. You bet your sweet turkey. God, I just remembered. Little Frida was taken captive by a sorcerer. Mad Missoula? Yeah, how did you know? Figured it'd be him, creepy old fart. You know, before you attacked the Blue Swallow, we were on our way to attack him. I've been wanting to kick his can for years. Well, I've got this plan. See, what we'll do first is send you in. And then... Jack spends the day showing the pirate queen the suburbs where he lives. She's not impressed. It's evening now. The church bell is about to toll the midnight hour. They prepare to return to that strange, exotic realm where great winged sailing ships fly the skies, etc., etc. You want me to sit on your lap? Look, I don't care. Uh, I could sit on your lap. But somehow we both have to get into the same chair. You're not going to get fresh with me, are you? <laughs> are you kidding? Hey, it's midnight. Do you want to see something interesting? What? Just watch that overstuffed chair. It looks like it's breathing. Creepy. Yeah. You sit in that thing? Well, you don't have much choice just sort of sucks you right in. Where are you going? I have to get my cape and my top hat. What's left of it, anyway. Well, I got my broadsword, anyway. How do you live with this creepy thing? Uh, it only comes alive at midnight. Okay, you ready? You first. All right. Uh, it's a comfortable chair, all right. Me next. Uh, hey, you're heavier than you look. All bone and muscle, honey. Yeah, I know. Hey, do you hear voices? Yeah. It feels like I'm walking. Uh-huh. How can I be sitting here and walking? Beats me. Wow, your living room is turning into... Space. There's a port. Yeah. Ships are moored to the ledge. Hey, there's your ship. The Blue Swallow. My ship. Huh. Hey, it looks like they've been patching it up. Welcome back, Captain Jack. Aye, Captain Jack's back. Oi, the captain's back. The captain's back. Oh, uh, as you were, boys. Is everything all right? Aye, but we were afraid for you, Captain Jack. We thought the she-devil might have skinned you, I know. Well, uh, she's not far, so keep it down, huh? So, I, I see you've been repairing the ship, eh? Aye, aye, we have that, sir. Been working night and day, we have. Hmm. As you know, they took us in tow to this here pirate cove. Aye, working our fingers to the bone. Aye, fingers to the bone. Well, that's, that's good. Good for you. Listen, we're just joining up with them until we can free little Frida. Got aye, it? I see, aye. And then what? I don't know. Here she comes. So, you've been repairing the ship, I see. I work in our fingers to the bone. Aye, day and night to the bone. To the bone. Look at this ship. 
You lazy, oh. indolent, oh. puttering pea brain. You procrastinating, oh. lethargic loafing, oh. lying through your yellow teeth, oh. scurvy lounge lizard. Oh. Your captain's back. You've got four hours to get this ship in shape. Otherwise, I'll start skinning you one by one. Savvy? Look, I think that we can take it easy. You gotta learn how to be captain. Well, do I have to shout all the time? That's one of the pleasures. You there, scum of the sky, come here. Aye, aye. You're gonna be first mate. You do all the yelling for Captain Jack. Aye, aye. What? Aye, aye, ma'am, sir, whatever. All right. Plans are made for the attack upon the stronghold of Mad Missoula, the mad sorcerer. Not to be confused with Dr. Missoula, the deceased alchemist. They set sail. The sky ships silently slide through the night. Upon the bow of the blue swallow, Jack and his trusty Frombork await the first light of the new day. Coffee, Captain Jack? Oh, yeah, thanks. One lump or two? One. Fine Frombork she be. Mm. That sorcerer. They say he be a sly manipulator of illusions. How do you mean? They say he can pick up your thoughts and turn them back on you. Hmm. Dawn. And there ahead, like a thin wedge removed from the mountain range, is Mad Missoula's Pass. Good luck, Captain Jack. Thanks. Jack leaps upon the Frombork. The great creature spreads its wings and rises off into the early light. Through the black shadows of the pass, the Frombork flies, catching the updraft, rising higher and higher. Finally, they clear the top of the pass, and there stands the dark tower in all its gloomy glory. The Frombork slowly circles the tower but not one window or door can be seen. Suddenly, a lightning bolt flashes from the tower. The Frombork swerves, Jack ducks, and then another. And again, the Frombork avoids the powerful zaps. Well, come on, Frombork. Let's settle behind some rocks and uh, think this one out. The sky ships are moving into the pass now, keeping the sorcerer busy. Jack creeps to the base of the dark tower. Gee, I can't figure this out. There's no entrance. Little Frida, where are you? In here. Where? He has a spell on the door. Oh. I know it, but you have to say it. Okay. Repeat this. So I him, Huh? Did you get that? Could you say it just one more time? Little, Little Frida... Little Frida. Oh, what did she say? The door. It, it, it's opening. A strange greenish mist rolls out of the open doorway. Here I go. Jack, with sword held high, bravely leaps into the mist and inside the dark tower. What horrors confront our hero inside the Tower of Sorcery? Are there fierce demons? Fiendish warriors? Or slimy unspeakables from the primordial depths of evil itself? Wait. The mist is clearing. (gasps) Ah. (sighs) 
I never would have expected. What Jack finds is... Hey. I'm back in my own living room. Welcome to the fourth dimension. What? Well, this isn't my living room. Or is it? Birds. It's morning. Did I fade away and return home? I don't know. I can't tell the difference anymore. Well, there's the chair. Dare I sit in it? Well, that's one way of telling, I think. Feels right. What if he sent me the chair in the first place and, and just called himself Venus Velvet? No. no. <sighs> One thing's for sure this overstuffed chair sure is comfortable. Ugh. One day it'll just. Just swallow me up and that'll be it. No more Jack. Jack Dreams He's moving across a dry, flat plain. Dust is swirling around him. It's a whirlwind. He's the whirlwind. Apparently, he's used his ability to far see, leaving his body and putting himself into other creatures. This time, he's put himself into a dust devil. He seeks a sorcerer. His destination? The ruins of an old citadel called Castle Snout. And now, I too will enter Jack's dream. Or is it a dream? There it is indeed. Rising out of the plain like a giant wino's nose is the weathered ruins of the fearsome castle snout. Jack approaches, spinning cautiously, moving parallel to the walls. Cracked gargoyles grin and leer down from the garish gutters. Idling down to a small whirling wisp, he spins down the high-vaulted corridor. There's nothing here but a lot of dust. Wait. Footprints. They lead across the floor and in... Oh, God. 
It's only a skeleton propped up against the wall. Oh, at first I thought it was moving. It is moving. The grisly skeleton creaks forward. Its bony hand grips a mighty big broad sword. The meatless warrior suddenly leaps forward. The great sword swings. That sword, it's lined with magic wounds. It, it, it probably has the power to suck me right up the blade. Drink me up like a strawberry soda. Yikes! Around and around the chamber they go. The great sword hacks and whacks as Jack spins faster and faster. Clouds of dust and debris swirling around the chamber. Faster and faster, he spins and then suddenly hurls himself forward, smashing full force into the fearless foe. An explosion of bones and armor, legs and arms, skull and spinal column, and pelvic and ribcage, especially the ribcage, which bounces off the wall, exploding in a small shower of ribs. The great sword clangs across the floor. Again, he shrinks into the small wisp of wind and follows the sinister footprints. Hmm. These footprints, they lead down a smaller corridor and into a smaller chamber. There's nothing here, nothing but dust. The footprints, they, they cross the chapel. High above Jack in the gloom of the chamber, two eyes appear. Cat eyes. Oh my God, what a cat! The eyes grow larger. The infernal purring grows louder and louder. A, a nice kitty, nice kitty. From out of the air, a giant paw suddenly appears and swats him flat. But he hops up. Again and again, the paw whacks him flat. But it's like swatting a spring until he's safely across. Now, let's see. There's an even smaller corridor now leading into an even smaller chamber. The walls are lined with volumes of occult lore, strange vessels and apparatus for conjuring the dark forces clutter the tiny chamber. And there, stretched out upon the bed, Snoring blissfully is the sorcerer. Tall, gaunt, long white nicotine-stained beard, malicious smile upon his lips. He snores on. Are you all right? I will be if you get me out of here. I'll, I'll try. I can't get the cork out there. I, I don't seem to have any hands. Uh-oh. You're stirring up too much dust. Well, look, maybe I can pick up this glass beaker somehow and just sort of juggle it in the air. Get his slippers. Huh? He won't come after us if we have his slippers. But little Frida, he's wearing his slippers. Slip them off. Slip them off real gentle. All right. Here comes the right one. I think the breeze is tickling him. Hurry, the other one. Okay, okay. 
the left one. I, I got his slippers now. Hey, I, I seem to have my hands back. Little Frida, I... Oh, God. Which glass beaker was she in? L little Frida? Little Frida? Little Frida? God, let's see. Oh, th this might be the one. <clears throat> little Frida, are you down in there? See, I'll, I'll try this one. Are you in there? It sounds like bubbling down there. Oh, God, the water is pouring out. I can't get the cork back. Oh, the heck with it. I'll, I'll try this one. Psst, little Frida. Little Frida. God, the water is getting so deep all of a sudden. Little Frida, it's me, Jack. Where are you? The water is up to my knees. Hey, little Frida. Little Frida. Hey, she's in here. She's really far away, but she's in here. I, I, I need a rope or something to climb down after her. Jack searches for a way to rescue little Frida. The water continues to rise. The sorcerer, still asleep on his bed, floats away down the corridor and out into the night. Jack finds a rope and lowers himself over the lip of the beaker and down into its misty depths. Little Frida! She's down here, all right. Uh, hey, what's this? It's a, it's a platform. No, 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 it's not. It's a, it's a raft with a pole. Hmm. There seems to be a current here. Well, I may as well just relax and, and see where it takes me. Little Frida! Little Frida! At times, the river appears to rise above the world, flowing through the stars. At times, he seems to be below the river, the current rushing overhead. All of life is rushing with the current. Jack realizes that everything is related and has meaning. He doesn't have to arrange things to create meaning. It already has. But when his mind tries to grasp and remember this... He's back floating on the river. The stars twinkle on the surface. The river flows on.
Dusty always been right there. To make him know she's there. Ah, the other night a woman came up and hit me. Like I wasn't even there. Yeah! It dawned on me, man, that a man's been doing a woman unfair. Let her know you're there ah, I knew I had to go out Tell all the other women That I knew they were there Now everywhere I go The women all know That I know They ain't no They ain't no other place to go but there
never settled on a name. But the top three contenders, after weeks of debate, were Satan's fingers and the killers and the hospital bombers.
from Pedro Show. That's Rocky Erickson with um, it's got a trippy name. Birds to Crash. Yeah. Yeah, that's from his um, Never Say Goodbye CD. Before that we had Yeah, the Mountain Goats with the best ever death metal band in Denton. Who called you from Dallas? Bullock. So that's for Bullock. Best ever burning man raver in Dallas. Bullock. Uh, you didn't know he was from there, did you, brother? Well, he's, he's not really from there, but uh, he's there. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's all that matters right now. It's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Yeah, he says that to where he's at, they don't like Bush. They say he's not representing Texans. Well, yeah, most of the U.S. <laughs> well, there's a sizable Peckerwood uh, segment that he very well represents. I don't know. Uh, and we had some live Captain Beefheart before that. Uh, now Nowadays, a man's... A woman's got to hit a man live from my father's place. Great. And we started off with part eight of the incredible adventures of Jack Flanders. Trippier and Trippier, they're in the lab of Dr. Missoula. Found little Frida in a bottle, and now he's floating down the river. Whoa, Jack. Um, I'm not going to be here next week because I'm in Japan Tuesday with the Stooges for a week. I do three gigs. It's pretty intense. I got my passport in the mail today because you got to send it to the Japanese consulate and they fasten the work visa right there. <laughs> pretty trippy. Uh, I'm very uh, excited about it. We're going to practice one day in Osaka and then play a big um, magic, what's it called? Magic stick. Magic Rock Festival in Osaka and then in Chiba. And then we play a club gig in Tokyo. Uh, Shibuya Axe. And it should be a uh, mind blow of the time. I'm going to try my hardest. I get back for a couple of days, do some more prac with Second Man and John Terry show, and then bring both those bands over to England for the Altamars Party UK 2004 Festival Part 1. Part two's a week later with Sonics. Part one's with Mogwai and Tortoise and Shellac. That's what I'm part of. Doug McCombs from Tortoise uh, picked me to come on over and debut The Second Man's Middle Stand. My new record's done. It looks like it's going to drop April 27th. I did a big spiel today for it, trying to clear things up. If there's any mystery. Uh, Heather was supposed to come uh, be my guest today, but she was sick. So we got a song that her and Lyman recorded in my house. 
the French song, What for Pedro Show. Okay, track number one, the French song. Technically, Dans la Cuisine. do this without the changes probably yeah just normal yeah but it's great think you know how to treat you women good? All right, I'm going to tell you really how to treat the bitch. The bitch, the bitch, they always think they got the upper hand because they got the cute little butt walking around their little dyed blonde tits. Oh, honey, honey, listen to me. Listen to me. My tits, my tits are size 34C, so you should listen to me. So fuck these bitches, baby. This is how you treat the bitch. Hey, if you don't treat your bitch this way, you're a fucking asshole or a chump. It's called the Ten Commandments of Love. Boys, bring it down. 
These are the commandments of love as written by man for woman to obey. Commandment number one. Now, boys, this one's important. You boys don't listen, you're a bunch of douchebags too. You probably fuck your bitch when she's got your their fucking periods anyway. Commandment number one. Thou shall not have no other man but me. Cause I'm your man. I'm your man. Hey! Number two. So every woman may holler it too. Let's do this one. 
It's a business one to court, boys. You gotta go cheat on your girlfriends, right? Now tell me, oh, oh, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. You guys, I want to get, bring it down, down, down. Now tell me, tell me, there's one person here that doesn't cheat on their girlfriend. Tell me, tell me, shake, shake your hand. You don't cheat on your girlfriend. You never try. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right now. Oppose, oppose. How many people cheat on their girlfriend? Okay. Or you guys can cheat on your girlfriend to a bunch of fucking assholes. Be true. You know how many true people are left in this fucking earth? You fucking assholes. You don't know how lucky you fucking are. You fucking assholes. Alright, here's number 10. Here's number 10.
Watt from Pedro Show. That's two tunes from Las Vegas on Mars. Uh, that one right there is Polyurethane, the one before it, Born Losers theme. Before that, we had some live Johnny Thunders along with Brother Wayne Kramer with their gang war band. The Ten Commandments of Love. And we start off that little section with the French song by Listenship, live at Watts Pad, Pedro. Um, well, we're finishing up the March 12, 2004 installment of the Watt for Pedro show. Brother Matt, thank you so much for the vital assist and the righteous spin cycle. Uh, yeah, no show next week. But the week after, get in there, part nine at Jack. A lot of whack tunes from Watt's collection. Stuff the uh, folks flow me. The springtime show. Springtime. Well, last week I gave a talk here. Christy's uh, right, class, class. eight-year-olds, second grade. Told them about bass and Dante and Torin and stuff like this. Uh, they surprised me much. They're very astute, bright young people. Lots of promise for the future with folks like that. They were intense. Felt quite honored to be in their presence. What a cool teacher to <clears throat> set it up. Yeah, absolute. And she's bringing me stuff that they made me. God, they must have asked me about 500 questions. They were so in the moment. For an hour, I spieled. Well, not just spiel, because uh, I didn't want to Bogart. So I asked them a lot of questions as I went along, and they were all in the moment. They were uh, impressed me much. So much respect. Okay, folks, see you next show. Get back from Japan and England. I'll tell you about that stuff. Till then, keep your powder dry.